What if there was a different way to live and work? Beyond the hustle and hype. Beyond the never-ending race to get more, do more, be more. A way that's grounded, intuitive, intentional, and in line with your deepest, truest self. You're listening to Wellpreneur with me, your host, Amanda Cook. Together, we'll explore nature-based personal growth for high-achieving women. I invite you to plant your feet on the earth, slow down, tune in, and get ready to create a life of meaning and magic. Hello, hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Wellpreneur podcast. I hope your year, your 2021, is off to a really good start, a fresh start, a little bit different than, than what the past year has been, hopefully. Um, so we've had a lot of changes going on here at Wellpreneur as well. And one of our goals for this year is to show how Wellpreneur is really a team effort. So I'm the founder of Wellpreneur. I'm Amanda Cook, as longtime listeners will know. But there's more than just me behind the Wellpreneur brand. And we've got some really smart, awesome people working on Team Wellpreneur. And so I wanted to introduce you to one of them today. So my guest on the podcast today is our head of growth at Wellpreneur, Charlie Edge. So hi, Charlie. Hello, hello. It's great to be here. <laughs> so I thought it would be fun to bring Charlie on and talk with you about, well, just let you get to know Charlie, but also to introduce you to some of her marketing expertise. And Charlie's got five tips to grow your wellness business in 2021 that we'll be talking about, but also so you can just get a feel of some of the other people on Team Wellpreneur and, um, and start to share in our expertise. So yeah, so it's really great that you can be here, Charlie. Um, can we start off by just having you say a little bit about yourself. So we've been working together about six months now, I think it is. Yeah, and it has flown past, hasn't it? Like what a time to join just as a global pandemic hits. But uh, but but yeah, we I've been on the Wellpreneur team now for six months. But um, I think like lots of Wellpreneurs, my career has been a process of trial and error and discovery about what is the right fit for me as a, as a person. Um, but yeah, so I started out years ago, actually in finance, believe it or not. Uh, I had a, I did a graduate training scheme in, um, in a, in a bank, uh, for a couple of years and worked out that that wasn't quite the right fit for me while I was, I was good with numbers and that, that stands me well today. I felt like I was trying to be something I wasn't. So I actually stopped doing that and believe it or not, started working in TV production. I started to research for TV programs and eventually became a celebrity booker. Um, and I loved that. It was really creative and um, project-based and just really loved the energy of it. But every time a program finished, the job finished. And then it became like, where am I going to get the next job? job. Um, and I would think I was just too young for that um, and, and kind of worked out that wasn't for me either. Um, and so then I, I found myself uh, working in marketing and media agencies. Um, and I worked out that that was actually what I really loved doing. Uh, it was the kind of perfect blend of what I had before. It was the numbers 
and the creativity. And I, I ended up staying in big marketing and media agencies for about 13 years, working in London and South Africa, just kind of helping big clients create communication strategies and navigate this complicated digital landscape that we have and, and spend their marketing budgets to kind of most effectively work for their brands. And that was great. I love that. But as with everyone's careers, you know, new kind of things happened in my life. I realized I wanted something that was more closely aligned with my values. I wanted to help people do good, um, but I did love what I was already doing. And, you know, I needed something. I was at a stage with my family. I had a young family. I needed something more flexible. And I also move around quite a lot. So I've lived in three different countries in the last six years um, due to my husband's job. And so I needed something more portable. And I've always been inspired by entrepreneurialism and by people starting out new ventures and the plethora of opportunities you can get these days. And so that's how I found Wellpreneur and you and found this, this brand that is aligned with what I like to do and joined the team six months ago. Hmm. Oh, it's just, it was like serendipity when our paths crossed. It was, wasn't it? Yeah, it was really neat. And just because um, you're actually not in London at the moment. And that was, so I was just, you know, I live in London in the, um, in like Southwestern London. And it was just really interesting to like cross paths with you and you have all this great marketing experience and you were just at the point in your career that you wanted to change and you were interested in something more values led and like, oh, it just felt so good. So um, yeah, we're so lucky to have all of your expertise here. Yeah, working with big brands before and now looking at kind of small businesses and, and entrepreneurs who are just setting up the principles that you can take from how big brands and big companies like apply their marketing and actually how you can take them to kind of entrepreneurs. But also what I love is the flexibility these new businesses have, um, how they can quickly change things, which you could never do when you're working on, on big brands with big teams. So, Charlie, I was curious, as since you've been at Wellpreneur, we've shifted and you're working with um, entrepreneurs and smaller brands. So I'm just wondering if you've had any like surprises or what's really struck you um, about the difference as you've transitioned to working with these entrepreneurs. Yeah. I mean, um, on the one hand, I think when I worked with big brands and at agencies, we were always talking to the brands about consumer journey. It was all about how you take that person from unawareness of you to awareness uh, onto kind of that active stage where they might be looking to purchase from you, investigating you to then buying from you and eventually becoming like an, an advocate. And so I was very much used to just talking about consumer journeys. And, and that is entirely transferable to the small business space. That is what all these wellpreneurs and small business uh, owners are, are trying to do is take people on a journey so they get to know you, they like you, they trust you, and they, and they buy from you. So I think there's, there's loads of principles that we can take from how big brands um, plan uh, their communications. On the other side of things as well, I, I've learned that so many wellpreneurs are just overwhelmed by the choice of channels and the complexity and um, all the options available to them. And I'm not surprised because the marketing industry, they're very good at overcomplicating things. But, <laughs> but I think, um, you know, it is about still keeping it simple. Um, so what are the few things that you can be doing that turn the dial? And that is what big brands do as well. They, um, uh, they concentrate on the few channels and the few uh, techniques that will turn the dial for their business. And uh, what I'm enjoying about this role is that you can 
take something that can look quite complicated and actually just make it really, really simple for, uh, for wellness businesses. So let's on that thought of keeping things simple. Um, I'd love it if you'd share your top tips, your five tips for what we should be thinking about for marketing our businesses going into 2021. Sure. Okay. I think a lot of wellpreneurs think that marketing is almost like a dirty word, don't they? It makes them feel uncomfortable, but, but it's, it's, you know, we've seen it in our fast track. We've seen it um, in the community. Uh, people get a little bit overwhelmed with it, but it really is when you distill it down to its core principles, you are understanding the target market. You are developing your strategy, you know, how you take people on that journey that I talked about. And then you are optimizing either your product or your channels or your message. There's just three core tenants to it. And, and those, those are the three core tenants. And in terms of how I think new wellness businesses in particular can turn the dial on, on how they're growing their business in 2021, I would say that that first thing that you need to do is actually take it back to that very first principle of marketing. And that is understanding your target market. Yeah. People are like, oh, no, not the target market again. <laughs> Because that's what always comes up. Yeah, I know. But I think understand that the big, big brands uh, are continually researching their target market. They have quant and qual studies. They have uh, performance data on how their channels are, are, are performing. They are continually learning about their target market. And quite often, wellness businesses, you, you come from a point of view of going on a personal transformational journey yourself. And then you go, well, I know the target market. It's me. But it's not. You are a person. We're wanting to talk about a market, a group of people. Um, and I think you can often fall into the trap that you feel you know someone. You feel you know their problem. Um, and actually, the, a, a really good habit to get into is dedicating an hour or two every so often to actually going back to doing some discovery calls, going back to doing those market research calls getting an online survey together or going out and doing some polls on on a on a community just to get some fresh insight into the language they use or the problems they're facing so that you can really make sure that your marketing material is up to date speaks to them you know you can you can even go back to old clients um, and say look I just want some proper proper feedback not to use as a testimonial but to actually just help me develop my offering um, because keeping that fresh keeping that you know, in line with what um, what the target market is thinking is so important to make sure that your messages are are still resonating with people. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times we we overcomplicate it in that we're trying. I see a lot of entrepreneurs starting out is that you're trying to just invent everything from your head. So make the perfect product, make the perfect, perfect comes up a lot, perfect website, perfect emails, like the perfect opt-in gift. And it actually can be really simple because the answer is exactly what you've said is go back to your target market. Just you don't need to invent the thing. Just go back and talk to them again and see what they need. How what are they looking for? What are they what are they struggling with? So I think for listeners that are just starting out or more established, you can't do too much market research. Basically, you can't. I mean, it, it's always beneficial to go back and talk to more people, talk to more potential customers about what they need. So that's a great one. Yeah, Good I think it's here. also yeah, do do it with do it with an open mind, like understanding that you do have biases because, you know, quite often if you are doing this from the perspective of the journey that you've been on, um and maybe you did it a few years ago when you first started out, but actually go back and do it and be aware of those biases and be aware um 
that things might have changed and go, go into it with an open mind and just saying, I'll just dedicate a couple of hours to this and see if there's anything that comes from it that might change, turn the dial on how I'm approaching marketing. Mm-hmm. I was also, I was talking to a, a client, uh, a wellness client, and she was, because she's been in business for quite a few years now, and she said that she just has been doing more market research and she's realized it, it surprised her how much she's personally moved on from those problems that those people had. So this can happen with us as we get more and more expertise in our fields. We get further and further removed from those people that need our help, meaning like we can't relate to their problems as much anymore because it was years ago that we had those problems. And so and we, we don't always remember that unless we make the effort to go back and do some more of those market research interviews and get in touch with that target market. Yeah. I mean, some of the best marketing directors that I work with would spend time on the shop floor uh, once a fortnight within like a, a national chain or they would go into branch and work there. They, they, they go back um, to, and, and know that, you know, um, really understanding, a regular understanding of your target market is, is the springboard from which everything comes from. Awesome. Cool. Give us number two. Number two. Uh, so number two is about really being true to your authentic self. And I think this is particularly true for wellpreneurs who have often left jobs that they feel didn't really fit their values or personalities. Um, and it's it's related to what I spoke about earlier in terms of just total overwhelm of all the options available to communicate uh, these days. So you know, people will be feeling, oh, but I need to be doing lives and TikToks and stories and reels. And, you know, they just, you can feel overwhelmed by all the options. But actually, if it doesn't feel true to your authentic self, at first, concentrate on doing one thing well, rather than trying to do loads of things not so well. Get strong in one channel before you learn how to then, you know, repurpose it and branch out into other channels. But don't get sucked into doing things you don't like doing. And, um, you know, if if you have one priority platform for you, then just concentrate on that one priority platform. And then, you know, from that you can grow. It's better to stay in one place. Okay. So the idea of being authentic. So if we're looking at social media then, because I think there's a lot of pressure that people feel a lot of pressure that, you know, they see with these big accounts and these big brands or, and big celebrities are doing on various social media platforms. And you can really start to feel like you need, like you said, like you need to be everywhere. So what do you recommend for, how do we do that on social media? Do we just, you're saying just pick one platform and go for that one, or how do you recommend to people do that? I think for, for those starting out, for those only just starting out, yes, I would say prioritize one platform, definitely, and get good on that platform, get comfortable on that platform, um, understand what works. Um, and the last principle, the last um, tip I'll probably talk through is, is, is measurement, but kind of get to know what works on that platform for your audience and what you are good at creating and what becomes easy over time. Um, Don't try to be on LinkedIn, on Instagram, on Facebook, writing a blog, doing a vlog and doing a podcast all at the same time because you will do all of them badly. I always feel like there's there's a really different energy in starting something versus keeping it going. So when you're first starting a new thing, like if you're, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna start a podcast or I'm gonna start blogging or I'm gonna start doing Instagram, it's a lot more effort getting something going the first time and figuring it out than it is, oh, I've had this thing up and running for a year. I basically know what I'm doing. Then that's a lot easier. So I think 
that's what I'm taking away is that as you're starting up these new, you know, your marketing, just do one thing and do it well and figure it out and, you know, and love it up um, rather than trying to start all the things and feel really overwhelmed and not do any of them well. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, cool. So let's do number three. Okay, so so number three is about having a really clear and simple content strategy. Um, and by content, I mean any of your videos, social, uh, podcast. Um, yeah, they're the, they're the main kind of three. Uh, your blogs, sorry, number four. Um, but a really simple and clear content strategy. So what I've learned with working with the wellpreneurs in the community and on our fast track um, scheme over the last six months has been really that when you don't have a plan, wellpreneurs can spend way too long creating content. Plus what they're churning out actually lacks consistency. And so it fails to really land with your target market. Or some of them do have a plan, but it's super complicated because of all of the options available to them. Um, and quite often what they're worrying about is that they're either giving too much of their program away or that they're repeating themselves. So, so what I would say here is you've just got to really, really keep it simple. So it's about what are the core pillars of your content? So what are the core things that you want to talk about? So, you know, if you're a coach concentrating on helping women through the menopause, then maybe you want to be talking about premenopausal symptoms, how to cope in while, while you're in menopause and postmenopausal life. Maybe they are the, the three kind of content themes that you have. Or if you're a nutritionist who's focusing on helping busy professionals gain more concentration and focus, then maybe you're just going to have one content pillar around habits and one around diet. But you've got to be really, really clear on what those those content pillars are and then work out what the content ideas are that, that sit under them and how you can put them across different um, channels or, or how you can maximize the reach from that. And then what action do you want people to take after they've read that content or um, seen that post or listened to that um, podcast? Um, and then plan it. So whether you work to a two-month cycle or a three-month cycle or a six-month cycle, like planning is the thing that's going to save you time. Um, and consistency is really, really key. You, you don't need to worry about repetition. Nobody scrolls down the entire Facebook feed right the way to the bottom to see, oh, look, they, they covered that actually 32 weeks ago. Um, or nobody goes across your website and your, all your social things and adds it all up and goes, oh, well, I've got their program basically because I've added up all their all their content. Um, like, yeah, if you plan it, you're, you're going to be saving time. And if it's consistent, then your message will, will land and people are going to know, like, and trust you um, uh, because that, that is what – if you are consistent and repeat your messages, then that is um, the key to getting them to trust you. Yeah. So what I'm hearing from that is keep it simple with your content. So I guess we could apply that same idea of like, let's pick maybe that one type of content or a couple types of content like blogging or videos. And then I think one thing that you said that I really liked was having those pillars. Like what are those couple mm -hmm. few main topics that you're going to talk about? And don't worry about repeating yourself. Like that's, you can have your three or four topics you always talk about and, and that's it. And you just focus down on those and make your schedule. So it's like once a week you really receive, release something on one of those topics. Yeah. Is that so rather than trying to cover everything in your subject area, you just really zero in on those few topics that are like your core subjects? Yes, definitely. I think I think consistency and repetition is key here. Um, uh, definitely. 
Mm. Yeah, it is true that we always feel like, oh, I've talked about that so much already. Mm. Um, but, but you're right. People don't go back and look at all your stuff, right? They're not going back and being in the, and look reading every single. Well, somebody will probably read every one of your blog posts, but the vast majority of people won't. They just see the thing right in front of them. They're not, and also, you know. Um, yeah, they're not going to be able to add it up to the total sum of what it's like to actually work with you. Um, mm -hmm. and, and all of it gives a flavor of what it is like to work with you. Um, so, so you do want to be getting as, as much out there as possible, but consistently um, and under those themes so that they really get what you're about. Because if one week you're posting about you know, one thing over here and the next week is about something over there. They, they're not going to really un get to know you and get to understand you and what it would be like to work with you. Yeah, makes sense. Okay, so number four, if we move on to tip number four, you and I have slightly a different approach to this. Um, but I, so I want to talk about that. So give us tip number four and then then I want to chat about it. Okay, so I, I spent um, a lot of my time at media agencies, so paid media agencies. So I am comfortable with uh, brands consistently spending money on reaching their audiences. Um, so my, my fourth one, my fourth tip for really to, to grow your business, wellness business in 2021 is don't be afraid to use paid media early on. Um, I think what's really struck me with working these wellness businesses is they kind of feel that they can't do that until they reach a certain size or get to a certain revenue. Um, but, but I think that is one of the biggest myths that there is uh, in this entrepreneurial space um, because of the, it, in particular for Facebook, like you will spend a lot of time and energy creating content that will not be seen. Um, mm -hmm. So, and can be seen on that platform for a relatively small amount of money. So I, I do set, believe that wellpreneurs relatively early on should start growing their audiences by putting paid media. Um, so taking some of those best posts that you have um, and boosting them for a pound or a couple of dollars a day to, to engage with their known audiences and then to use those posts to go out to find unknown or to, to find new audiences. Um, and in time, that will help you build your list. That will help you grow your audience. Um, but it doesn't take big, big amounts of budget. And you can do it from a, with a small amount of budget early on um, as you start to grow. Yeah. So this has been one thing um, and was one reason I really liked you and wanted to work with you is because you're really big on paid media. And so just to clarify, because that's a term we've never used on the podcast. So and people, you know, so what she's talking about is running ads. So boosting Facebook posts, running Facebook ads, running other ads, Instagram ads or YouTube ads or whatever. Right. So advertising, your paid advertising. So um, and I think that's it is really important. It's something that I typically haven't done because if you look back when I was first starting the Wellpreneur audience, it was such a vastly different online universe that you could get attention on Facebook by just posting. And over the years, by writing articles and putting content on the website and running the podcast, things have grown organically. Um, but the universe of online marketing is really different now. And especially with social media, it's almost impossible to get people to see your posts unless you pay. And so I think that's something really important that I want to talk about a lot more over the coming year is you know, we don't want to, I, I just, people are so price sensitive in the beginning when they're not making a lot of money. You don't need to spend a lot of money, but where are the places 
you know, don't be afraid to spend, like you said, a few dollars, five dollars, ten dollars to promote some of those most popular posts and start to make sure that people see them and that they reach new audiences. So yeah, I'm I'm really excited to learn from you more about that over the coming year. Yeah, I think it's all about beating the algorithm really, isn't it? But um, essentially, Facebook will penalize you if it just thinks that you are only paying to convert people. Um, It's about having a consistent long-term presence on those platforms. Um, And so you you want engagement. Um, You you want to be boosting your most engaged posts so that your, your page is um, identified as Facebook as, as somewhere you know, that is known and liked by audiences so that then your organic stuff does actually reach people. Uh, you know, there's nothing worse than just kind of seeing how many fans you have and then looking at how many, like getting some really small organic reach for, for a post. Um, but if you have consi- if you have a consistent presence on your page, boosting your, your best posts, then that will help you with other posts and with your with your paid stuff when you come to do conversion ads as well. Um, so yeah, I think we can do lots of podcasts on this. I think we can do um, uh, do some bigger dives into it for for a wellpreneur audience. Um, but I think yeah. it is it is something that is a very real challenge for wellpreneurs when they first start set, setting out because. It's one of those things I referred to earlier where the marketing industry makes everything so complicated that it do- and it doesn't need to be that complicated. But mm-hmm. there are just some simple tactics that you can use to um, consistently grow your audience that doesn't necessarily cost lots of money. Well, actually, it can only, awesome. it, it, oh. it's, it's cheap and yeah. it's, it's effective. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I like definitely we want to talk more about that as we go through the year. And for everybody listening, I think if there's if you're interested in learning more about that, about uh, Facebook ads and paid traffic and or what are we saying, buying media and or any of those other type of topics, like definitely let us know. You can send us an email through the contact form on wellpreneur.com or also um, in our Facebook group which is, um, if you just search Wellpreneur on Facebook, you'll find our Wellpreneur community group and you can we, you can share like the things you'd really like to learn about there. But um, I think paid traffic will definitely be one of them. Okay, so um, let's see, what have we done? So number one was target market. Two was being authentic for you and finding the, like focusing on the platform that feels good for you. Three was content. Four is don't be afraid to spend some money on ads. So what's number five? Number five is uh, is just measure, 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 measure. Dedicate some time each week to learn from what works and what doesn't work and track it. Because if, if you want to grow, then you, you need to really get in some good habits of understanding what, what are your marketing activities that work and, and what are the ones that don't. You need to keep an, a close eye on what's working and what isn't working for you on the online space. Firstly, so you can ditch the things that, that don't. And secondly, so you can get better at the things that really, really do. Can you give an example? What are a couple, like two or three metrics that would be easy for people to track that could make a difference? Sure. So returning traffic to your website, um, I think is a key measurement of, of health for any brand. So are people coming back to re- read more? And secondly, in terms of engagement on your social pages. Um, so, so do people feel that your social content resonates enough with them to engage with it? Um, so they, they would be my top two for, um, for, for wellpreneurs, I think. Um, but depending on the service offering then you know, if it's your email list, then are you getting better, uh, with your open rates, um, on a weekly basis? Um, you know, what are the, 
headlines that really work with your audience. What are, what are the ones that, that aren't so good? And then, yeah, if you've got a podcast or you've got uh, a vlog, then obviously, you know, measuring the audiences for those on a weekly basis and what are the, what are the topics that really resonate with people? Yeah. So I think, so what I heard there was like for your, is I think everybody out there will have a website. So that number of people coming back to your website, you'd get that through Google Analytics. So um, most people's websites hopefully would have Google Analytics already connected to them. If not, you just need to do it. You can just, um, it depends on the platform. We can chat about that in the Wellpreneur group, but you just go and see how many website visitors you had and then how many returning visitors you had, right, for that one. Um, and the second one you said was engagement. Where do they get the engagement metrics? So in, in terms of um, engaged users, you take your total active users that week. So people who have seen your group uh, and divide it by your total number of fans or followers on Facebook. And that will get your engagement rate for that week. Ah, got it. Okay. And they can grab those numbers like right off your... Right, yeah, right off the page. Off the admin page in Facebook or yeah. Instagram or something. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Cool. So I think for a lot of people that sounds like I know a lot in our audience that we have like this kind of resistance to numbers and tracking things because it can feel too formal. Um, but I have to say like there's a mindset shift there, which is that um, marketing your business is an experiment. And so we need to try things and then see how they work to know what do we want to try next. And so a lot of times we operate by gut feel, I know, but there's huge value in actually looking at the numbers. Like, you know, I did this post and how many people responded to it? I sent this email with this subject line. How many people opened it? Like what to actually get concrete numbers to help you make decisions on is hugely valuable and it doesn't have to be complicated. Um, so that's something else that I, I'd love to sprinkle in throughout our podcast this year. Just like simple practices we can do to start getting more comfortable with these numbers um, so that we can see the growth in our business with actual factual data behind it. Yes, because yeah, if you're, you're only going to learn and grow if if you you make sure that you're tracking what what has gone before. Um, so so yeah, I think it needs to it needs to be a regular habit that you're doing in your business. Like actually, every Friday, I spend an hour just looking at some numbers, see where they've moved from last week, and then I'll, I'll pick it up again a week later. Um, but but capturing those learnings is is how you grow. And marketing becomes such a numbers numbers game. Um, so getting getting comfortable with data is really important. And also it has concrete, like it's it's evidence of your growth. And it doesn't always feel like it week to week. But if you start doing this, then long term, when you look back and be like, wow, a couple months ago, I only had this much traffic to my website or this many email subscribers. And now look how far I've come. Um, because it's so easy to just forget how far we've come and beat ourselves up for not being big enough yet. And so I think that's, that's another huge benefit is that you can really see and track your progress, which can be really satisfying. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So um, just I'll do my quick, I already recapped four, but we've got target market, everyone's favorite subject. So tar focus on your target market, do some market research interviews, be authentically you and pick the platform that feels right for you. Um, what was the other one? Content, being consistent with your content, using some paid advertising, and then measuring our results. So those are, yeah, that's awesome. Thank you, Charlie, for sharing those. No worries. 
So as we're moving into these next months of the year here at Wellpreneur, we're really thinking about what topics do we want to cover on the podcast that are most relevant to you. And so we know we have a mix of people in the audience. So we've got some people that are just starting out and just starting their wellness businesses. And we've got other people that are further down the road and a little more established. And so we're going to do a blend of topics as we go through the year to really you know, give tools and strategies and interviews that help people at these different levels of business. But we would love to hear from you. And so the best place to get in touch with us is actually in our Facebook group, which is you can just search as the Wellpreneur community group on Facebook. There's like 6,000 or more Wellpreneurs in there answering, like asking and answering questions and sharing their successes. And we would love to hear from you about what type of topics you want to hear on the podcast. The other way to get in touch with us is on our website, wellpreneur.com. There's a contact form and that will come straight to us. Um, So you can let us know, like, what is it? What burning questions do you have? So, um, yeah, I'm really glad everyone got a chance to meet you, Charlie. And hopefully you'll be able to come back. Um, You and I are planning a few more episodes together to deep dive into some more of these marketing topics. But if people have questions, um, feel free to send in your question and we might include it on a future episode, which would be really fun. So, yeah. yeah. Any parting thoughts, Charlie, for everybody out there, like digging into their marketing for this year? Any any last thoughts to share? No, I think I'd probably just do a plug for our community like you. Like I think um, it is a brilliant resource for um, getting ideas, for getting support. I think what's really struck me um, as I've got to know this audience and and this market is um, how supportive everybody is of each other um, and, uh, and and how much they can learn from each other. Um, so, so, yeah, I, I would say that the world from our community, if you're not already part of it, then, then join because it will help your business grow. Absolutely. Cool. Well, thanks so much for being here, Charlie. And um, thanks everybody for listening. Yeah. And we'll see you all back here for the next episode. So thanks. Have a great week.